Welcome to track number 14 of Why Are You Not a Missionary? 10 qualities you need to be a missionary. Matthew 25. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one. And every man according to his several ability. And he straight away took his journey. And he that had received five talents went and traded with the same. And made the other five talents. And likewise he that received two. He also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth. And hid his Lord's money. And after a long time. The Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. Amen. Number one, ten qualities that you need to be a missionary. The first quality you need is faith. Amen. You need faith to be able to become a missionary. Amen. This gentleman was given one talent, but he did not use his talent. He did not use his gift. Amen. Amen. And the reason why he did not use his gift was because he had the opposite of faith. He was afraid. So if the so it means that the other guys, the one who had five talents and two talents, had faith. You understand? But this other one had fear. Because the opposite of faith is fear. When you believe, you believe. When you do not believe you are afraid all right so fear is actually faith but it's faith in the negative you understand faith comes by hearing fear also comes by hearing because goliath when goliath uh, was attacking the children of god the bible says that Goliath would come in the morning and stand there and speak to all the people. And then when he spoke to the people, all right, the Bible said they were all afraid. They were all filled with fear. When they heard. Do you want to turn to that scripture? Why not? Somebody can find it. Find it first. First Samuel seventeen and then what Okay. All right, first Samuel seventeen. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man. He knew that he was bigger than all the men. And he said, Choose a man for you, and let him come down to me. And if he be able to fight with me, and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against them and kill him, then you shall be your servants. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel. Verse 10. This day, give me a man that we may fight together. But notice verse 11. Now when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. When they heard, they were afraid. So, faith in the negative, faith in death. You understand? Faith in defeat, faith in all the negatives, 
had come to them. And that is fear. So fear is a belief that a negative thing might happen or is likely to happen. It's a fear of something. When you think that this negative thing is likely to happen to me, it means you are afraid of that thing. Do you understand? So, a person who does not fulfill the ministry is full of that negative kind of faith. And a person who fulfills his calling has faith. Now, that is why the Bible tells us that all the people who had good reports were men of faith. They all had faith. You understand? And that without faith, you cannot have a good report. You need to believe a lot of things. So when the people said that we are easily impressionable, they were actually saying something positive. Because you need to easily be impressed. Do you see? Not easily understand. But easily impressed. Do you get what I'm saying? Like for instance, one time I was in America or I was in a place where there were a lot of Americans. And these Americans were what do you call it? Listening to me speak and I spoke and I mentioned Rick Joyner. And I looked at their faces and also the remarks that some of them made after I finished speaking. You could see that they were not so as impressed with Rick Joyner as I was. Do you understand? And so you realize that where people have more negative thinking, and that's why when somebody is a visitor, you don't know so much about him. You have more faith in what he does. When a person becomes less of a visitor, let's say if you take, let's say we have a visiting preacher who comes to minister, he keeps coming every year. He becomes less of a visitor than he was when he first came. You see, and then there is less of the spectacular and amazing whatnots because he is less of a visitor. And you know more about him and you have more analysis about the person. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why a pastor is a very special person because a pastor is somebody who, in spite of your constant analysis and reanalysis about him, or her, he's still with you, he's still with you, he's still sharing the word, he's still with you, he's still sharing the word, he's still with you, he's still sharing the word, he's still with you, he's still sharing the word. The pastor is a fantastic. And the Bible says the people were scattered because there was no shepherd. He didn't say they were scattered because there was no prophet. Or they were scattered because there was no evangelist. They are scattered because there is no pastor who stays with the people all the time. They criticize him, they talk about but he's still with them. Are you there? Are you there? So, people do not fulfill their great, great callings because they do not have faith. Now, you must be easily impressed. It's very important to be easily impressed. And quickly impressed. When you see a prophet, when you see a vision, when you hear the word, you must be easily impressed. Like as I'm why are you not a bitch? You must be quickly impressed. But not that you are not impressed. Do you see? Huh. So you find out that those who have gone to the mission field, they are people who were impressed by what was being said. Do you see? Yeah. And you, they, they, were, they believed. They believed. They were pressed quickly. They felt so bad. Others did not really, do. they said, yes, I know what you said, but you know, there's this and there's that and there's this and there's that and there, you know, therefore this and that and that and that. So they don't really believe. That's a, that's a fact. Pastor Jude, what do you think? Yeah, and everybody gravitates towards people who believe in him. Love, love, one of the great components of love is believing. The Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Or perfect love casts out the faith in negatives. So the more you love somebody, the more you trust the person. And that is why Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. Keep my word. Because that is how I know that you love me. So obviously you could, you could understand if 
I become closer to people who believe what I'm saying by their actions. Because, oh, Bishop, you be, how many believe what I'm preaching about? Raise your hand. If you believe, please raise your hand if you believe. But you watch and see, after this camp, many of us will have different explanations and reasons why, based on one or two, one or two, one or two, one or two, one or two. And you see that after all is said and done, just a trickle, a handful trickle through. Those are the ones that really believe. Because I tell you, anybody who listens to me preaching over and over and over and over again, honestly, you will find, that you will find it difficult to do anything other than to serve God. How many realize that it's true? Yeah. Yeah. But who are those who really believe it? And then they act it out. So you may say, I believe, but I will show you my faith by my actions. You to show me what you believe by your actions, not by what you say. And that is why these ones, oh, Bishop, I want to. I, I thank you. You know my address, you know everything. What you want to do, you do. That's it. No talking too much. Shoot. Are you listening to me? When Saul and all Israel heard the Philistines preaching and Goliath preaching, hey! <laughs> they, were, they were afraid. Greatly. Goliath was preaching. He preached several verses. If somebody has verses in the Bible, is he not preaching? Huh? If somebody has verses in the Bible, is he not preaching? He stood and he cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set up? Don't bring a battle. He was reasoning with them. Am I not a Philistine? And you servants to Saul? Choose a man. Just one person should be sacrificed for this matter. And let him come down to me. If he able to fight me and he kills me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall you be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel. This day, give me a man, give me a man, give me a man, give me a man. He was now down the altar call. Give me a man, I want a man. Hey! When Goliath did his altar call, the, the, the fear became more. Nobody came for the altar call. When he did the altar call, nobody showed up. Through or not through. And then, you see that people were afraid. It was because of what they had heard. Amen. The first time I was going to, I was going to a certain country. And um, I heard so many things. I was told that there was a man who had lions in his house as security. Yeah, security. He had lions. And that there was another man who had snakes as his security guards. And he releases the snake in the evenings. Yeah. So I became more afraid of the country. And I had so many different things. And all these things multiply the fears that you have. And when you are in the country yourself, you will not see all those things. But what you've heard, it builds up your great fear for that nation or that place. Are you listening to me? Amen. I remember one time I, was, I went to Nigeria and um, I was talking to a brother who was driving me around. And I told him that I had heard of these terrible things that happen in the country. So, well, as for me, I live here. I'm a pharmacist. I've never seen all these things that you are talking about. Yeah. I've not seen one before. Never seen armed robbers before. I've never been attacked before. I've never had any of all these experiences that you hear about. I've never had, and I live here. I'm a pharmacist. This is the work I do. I'm in the church. 
I work here, I live here. I've not seen any such thing before. So, you see, depending on what you hear, then your fears or your faith rises. So, you need to be a man of faith. Amen. Amen. You need to be a man of faith. And you are already a man of faith. Are you not already a man of faith? You must be a man of faith. Then why are you becoming a man of fear? Huh? What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid? I'm asking you. Why are you afraid? Chukoliang. Faith is very important. Amen. In anything that you do with the Lord. And you must decide to develop faith. Faith in God is very, very, very important. Amen. Do you believe that faith is important? Are you sure you believe that faith is important? But fear has taken over from faith in many cases. But I want you to decide to be someone who believes. And when you come and you listen to the Makanae, or you listen to some of these camps, you begin to have faith that you can you didn't believe. Your doubts decrease. Your beliefs increase. You are encouraged. You know that you can also do it. You can serve the Lord. Why faith is important, number one. I'm sure, I'm sure I can give you maybe 20 reasons. Number one, faith is important because we are saved by faith. Amen. He that believeth is baptized and shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. He that believeth shall be saved. So you are going to be saved. By your faith. You're going to be saved from poverty by your faith. You're going to be saved from disaster by your faith. So try to believe more things than understanding. How many are going to believe more? Are you going to believe more? Believe the things more. You'll be saved more. Amen. I've been saved from working from 9 to 5. Yeah. It's true. By having faith in God. I've been saved from so many things. By having faith. Amen. Amen. Faith is important in being a missionary. Why faith is important to a missionary? Faith is important because you are saved by faith. Faith is important to a missionary because you cannot take even one step without faith. You cannot take a single step into missionary where you can never become a projectile. Okay? You can never become a projectile. Gentlemen, my brother in the glasses, I think he's having a difficulty. No, a gentleman right here. In <laughs> it's your second yellow card. <laughs> One step into the mission field you cannot take because... You don't have faith. Because the Bible says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Number three. You cannot live on the mission field without faith. That's why faith is important to a missionary. Amen. Huh? You cannot. The first step you cannot take. So so ideas. So so camps you will attend. So so clapping you will clap. So so buying of books. Buying of Bibles. Buying of materials. Attending of camps and conferences. But just one step. 
cannot take it. One step. Because the first step, we walk. We walk means we take steps. Walk means you take steps. Walking is equal to taking steps. You take steps by faith. And if you want to know everything of the future, faith, faith leaves you in the dark. You, have, you are supposed to be in the dark. You are supposed to not know whether it is good or bad. Whether it is right or wrong. And you are supposed to have some faith. Without that faith, not being sure. You, you, there must be things that you are not sure about. If you have everything that you are sure about, then there is no faith in it. You have to do things that you are not sure of. You have to do things that you can't determine the outcome. You have to do things where there is a risk. Otherwise, you are not taking even one step. You'll be there. Social conferences. Tell your neighbor, social conferences. Social camps. Social buying of books. Social makane. Oh. Materials. Coming for homecoming. Oh. But you cannot do what? Take a step. Take a step. Take a step. You cannot. You cannot. Hey! Mission to be sent to go. To mission, it means a mission, a, a way, a journey to be going on an assignment. To be sent as a projector, to be an envoy, to be a, a, a propagandist. You cannot take one step into that area. You just analyze. Uh, you cannot be swift and sudden. Sudden. No, 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 no. Sudden, we need. Uh, sudden means you stop thinking. Suddenly means you didn't think about it. You didn't analyze it. In China, you cannot take one step. One step. Because we walk. We take a step. You can only buy books. You can buy tapes. Buy DVDs. Attend conferences. Download messages. Shout hallelujah. Make comments. Say, ah, you can sing the song. One branch. Five branches. Six branches. Seven branches. Eight branches. Nine branches. Ten branches. But you can't take a step. You can't take a step. You can shout. You can say. But you can't take a step. But hold your neighbors and say, we are moving forward. We are going this way. Steps. Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Two branches. 
I'm giving you 10 ingredients for uh, being a missionary. The first ingredient is faith. That one has taken us to why, 20 reasons why faith is important to a missionary. Number one, because the missionary is saved from, by faith, from secular work, from working from Pharaoh, by faith. Nine to five. Shabalo, Alabalaba, Elamazo, Chendala, Mikabaya, Oh, Shame, Sabayo, in the name of Jesus. Hey. Number three. Faith is important. Ah, number one is what? Number two is what? Take a step. Number three? You cannot live. Number four? You cannot please, you cannot live on the, number three, you cannot live on the mission field without faith. Yeah. When you are on the, when you are, while all the time whilst you are obeying God, you will be believing, 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 believing. Do you know when I see the film that we show, I am touched. I'm telling because you see, when I see, I, I feel a certain feeling. Because when I'm there, you, you don't know the kind of troubles, issues, tensions, problems that I have. So when I see myself, I say, hey. That thing is, I mean, some fantastic something. Yeah, a ballistic effect. Totally ballistic. What's the definition of ballistic? Check, check the ballistic. It means what? I gave you the definition. It has a capacity to do what? Suddenly become greater and more powerful. Ballistic. In a surprising way, who expected something different? Anna? in a surprising way, hey, suddenly become greater and more powerful in a surprising way or unwanted way. Ballistic. Hey. We expected something different. <laughs> you have to live there. You buy rice by faith. When I got married with my wife and I said I was in the ministry, I had to have faith that I would have somewhere to stay. Yeah, because I was staying in my father's room 14 of his hotel. And he told me, you have to go to Oxford. 
go to Cambridge. And I said, no, I'm going to pastor this group of people. Yeah. I needed faith. How I was going to live. Yeah. <laughs> no branches. And not even branches, but I've, it has never even occurred to me before that a money that is collected in the offering, I can eat some. I've only known about bent offerings. I have never known of wave offerings that you wave and then after you eat it, some. Or you heave and then you eat. Because I, I didn't grow up that way. All my church life was experienced with just, just do whatever for God. So even that, the concept. Oh, and I said I wouldn't work at Kolebu Hospital again. I said I'm going to work for God. Hey, there was no church, just a few people. And everybody was going abroad. I never did even one of those exams. It was just not in me. The medicine that I did was not in me. That's why I said when I say that you sacrifice Isaac, I wish I could say that it was Isaac, but it is not true. Huh? It's about Keturus, I mean, third born or fourth born. Not an Isaac. Hey. You, you live by faith. I remember many times on Sunday, you know, I, my wife and I will be looking for money to buy a tin of corned beef. Single one. Do you know corned beef? Do you know what is corned beef? Do you have corned beef in the UK? Charlene, do you have corned beef? Do you know corned beef? Do you know how to make corned beef stew? Huh? Look, do you know how to make corned beef stew? As a born again Christian, do you know how to make corned beef stew? Corned beef stew. No, but do you know how to make corned beef stew? See me after church. I, 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 I'm anything that she should see me after church. Yeah. Hey! We have to sort out some family affairs. Do you know how to make royal corn beef stew? We have royal, we have corn beef stew, and then we have royal corn beef stew. Do you know that one? 20% of your life is gone. It's like rice and special fried rice. Yeah, they are two different things. Yeah. <laughs> hey. One single one thing. Today I can be in my house and somebody will bring me a curtain. A curtain of corn. I, I'll have corn beef. I don't know how many I have. I just wait it like this. And then I eat it. Hey! But we were calculating. There was a shop that we used to buy combi from. The shop was called Juniors, and we'll pack there, and then we'll calculate things. What do you have? Do you have this? Okay, I have this like that. My salary was 25 CDs or so. Old Ghana CDs. And I used about 16000 to buy petrol and about four or five to buy uh, engine oil. And I was left with four. About 4000 And I said, I won't, go to, I won't go to the hospital to work. I said, I'm going to be a pastor. Without faith, without faith, you cannot continue to live. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah, but you see, people say, oh, Bishop, oh, you know, you have a lot of money. That is why I just look at you and say, I commend you to the current, the winds, the current in the atmosphere. May you be removed by like a bed. May climate change carry you away. (laughs) The economics of global warming will catch you. 
Without faith. Without faith. Yeah. People on the mission field, excuse me to say. Excuse me to say. <laughs> excuse me to say. You see them doing certain things. And calculations and certain things. Excuse me to say, I cannot say. I cannot say them. To, to get to survive. To survive. Yeah. On the field. Oh, go. Over there. Over there. No, this one. Right here, right here, right here. This beautiful, this beautiful lady. Dr. Ben's wife. This beautiful lady. Uh, give her a red card. No, straight red. Straight red. You miss the next match. Straight red. Uh, living by faith. By faith, you live every day. You breathe. You eat. You pay water. This, that, that. By faith. Bishop Saki wanted to be in the ministry also. So I said, let us be in the ministry. We could not rent a, 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 house, a car, a house. So I found a certain watch seller. Yeah, and the watch seller, do you know watch? It's a certain type of rice. We have it in Ghana. Color brown. It's color brown with beans. Okay, it's called what? Watch. Yeah, we eat it at homecoming. I found a certain watch seller. And the watch seller will sell the rice in front of the house. Then one day we saw that behind the house there was a certain boy's quarters. And then they said that that place, they are, they are renting it. So we went there. I went with Bishop. The room is like this. One room is like from here to here. Another one. And another one is from here to here like now. Two rooms. And then the veranda. I told him that if we can buy mosquito net, we can put mosquito net from here to here. And then we will add the small veranda. It will become something like a, cor- a corridor in the house. Then you go behind there. That's the house. That's where we were there. That's where we watched Africa. Africa Cup finals when uh, Ghana played with Cote d'Ivoire. I was sitting, we were sitting in that room. The, the room is very hot. The watch, the watch SLS are outside. We are at the back of them. We are at the back of the watch SLS. I'm saying it. We, we live by faith. We live by faith. Yeah. We trust that God, that God will take care of A lawyer and a doctor. We believe that God will, God will take care of us. Look after us. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. But if you with your calculation, there's no faith. Is you are in the suspended in the air like that. You just flow like that. Will it work? Will it not work? I'll die. I'll not die. I'm in it. That's how faith is. But that's where we watch Africa Cup. Since that time, I lost interest in soccer, and I was right in that room, behind the rice. There was a watch seller and a rice seller. All of them, they have made a combination at the gates, and we were behind it. Yes. Yeah. 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 We had faith. And I said, I said to Bishop, you, you can have a car. You can have a car. So we saw a certain blue Toyota Carina that they were selling the body. The body is here. And then the. the uh, the inside of the car is also here. <laughs> yeah. So we bought the, this place and then joined them. And then one day, we had just finished repair, preparing the car. 
and then he was reversing and there was a pull this type of pull and then he scraped the whole side off i remember oh we had to find another way of repairing it we couldn't buy fuel for our cars we didn't have money to buy fuel so we discovered that there is something that they used to uh, join cooking gas the gas that we used to cook yeah gas for cooking and we, we made a tube called a bimbola. We gave it our own name, a bimbola. And then we connected. You see the gas from cooking gas. We put it in the car. We connected. Sparked the car. We went to Tema to make it. Oh, we made bimbolas in our car. We connected and we'll be going. Uh, say, ah, my, my thing has lasted. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it has lasted. Yeah. Today, I cannot, when I, if I stand at a fuel station to buy, all of them will be looking at me. Light house. Look, I cannot even go and buy. Yeah. But in those days, I was buying petrol, gas, everything, bimbola, connecting. And we believe, we, we never complain. I said, we are blessed. And our wives too, they never complained. Flowing, flowing, flowing wives. Flowing. Ah. Flowing. Flowing. Ah. We have faith. Without, without faith, a missionary, somebody who has been sent, he cannot even live. He would grumble. He would say, our fish. What are the fish that we used to have? Our meat. Our me. If I was to look back to my life. My life. My life. When I was a child, I was flying first class. First class. I was, one time I remember I was I, I alone and the chief justice of Ghana. We were in the first class cabin together. Just the two of us. A child. My father never traveled economy class. I've never seen my father traveling economy class before. Ever. My father can stay in a hotel for six months. My father says, oh, he doesn't want to stay in somebody's house. What are you talking about? In, in London. He doesn't stay. He doesn't stay anywhere other than West End. My father. Oh. Talk of Mayfair. And these are the places that he goes to. I, I am mighty. I've never seen a... I've never seen, I mean, Streatham and uh, Brixton and all these type of places. Peckham and all. I don't know where they are. Through my childhood. Northern line, northern line and other lines. Going underground. We remember the fish. We remember the leeks. People that have eaten the real fish. The real leeks. The first time that I ate fish and chips, I was with my father. A restaurant up to today, I'm looking to see if such a restaurant is in existence. Fish and chips. Only rich people buy fish and chips there. Only rich people. This fish and chips that you see. No, 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 no. No. These are not the fish and chips that I was introduced to. These are not the fish and chips I was introduced to. We are talking of, I mean, another level. Oh, what are you talking? But when you have faith, you'll not be saying, I remember the fish. I remember the this. I remember the that. I remember the this. Oh, yeah. Where I grew up in Accra, in the city of Accra, I grew up on the Porsche side. And I live on the other side. I've never found it a problem. So I'm blessed. When I hear time, I say, I'm blessed. I knew that. So God, thank you for bringing me home. Thank you for your blessing. I'm blessed. I have faith. Every day complaining. Some people who live abroad, you say, you, uh, you say hey, as for Ghana, they say, wait, I mean, excuse me, give me a minute. Which, which, where, where are you from? Where are you from? Where is your house? Where is your, show us your actual house. Show us your actual house. Show us your real house. Ah! And you'll be lifting up your nose. 
when they are sending you somewhere, you can no more live that way. I cannot live that way. I cannot live that way. Your mouth. Show us your original house. One day, a certain pastor, he was invited to America to preach. When he got to America, I will never forget that story because I was touched. I said that this is a, a good pastor. I mean, as for me, people who remember things, they are good people. People who don't remember things, be careful of them. People will remember their auntie, they remember my uncle, remember my this, my this, my this. Those are good people. This is somebody who used to sleep outside. Someone doesn't have a house, sleeps outside, sleeps on a bench, sleeps in the church. He was invited to America. The carpet, the carpet in the, they put him in the hood, the carpet, white. This type of fantastic bed, whatever. When he saw it, he knelt down and he prayed and said, Lord, I give you the bed as an offering. I cannot sleep from where I have come from, that I should be in such a place. So he slept on the floor and gave the bed to the Lord. He said, thank you, Lord. He slept on the floor. A pastor, I, it's my friend. He slept on the floor and gave the bed to the Lord. He said, I mean, I, I am not worthy. And I, I mean, what an honor that I should be here. So he slept on the floor and left the bed for the Lord. Yeah, these are the kind of people that we need. And they say, eh, praise I don't like the I don't like the south of London, you know. I'm the north of London, you know. I'm all the same and the night will stay in Amsterdam. Don't let me knock your head right now. Are you listening to me? You want to be on the mission field, you need faith. To live, just to live, eat, to drink, to bring your children up. I met a, a lady in America. A white lady, an American. She said to me, the first time that I attended school, eh, the first time that I attended school, class was in university. Yes, yeah, all our school we did, it was in the house. Yeah. School in the house from class one to whenever. In the house. I've never been to a classroom before. No, her mother teaches her. Her mother taught her. <laughs> Homework and everything. Yeah. She has never been to school before. Yeah. If you have to do that, for the gospel, that is it. I met a white man. He lives in a village. There's no light, no water. So I said, are you not afraid of this? Oh, if they come and we kill them. So I said, I said, I said snake, I'm so oh, yeah, the other day I killed a big cobra. So how do you know that there's a cobra there? So in the night, you hear the chickens. Because he has chickens as well. In the forest, he lives in the forest. He has made love grass. Do you know love grass? The, the real lawn. He has made a lawn in the forest. He has made a hut. He lives there with his wife. They are white Americans. He's there to preach. He has been there for eight years when I saw him. They, make, they, made, they made long grass, green grass in the forest. <laughs> and they made a place for chickens. And you hear that. Oh, 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 oh. You know that they stay there. He takes his lantern. He takes the lantern. And he goes there. He see a big plastic. Then he fight the snake and kill it. Then he comes back to his wife. And his wife to and as I said, do you have children? I said, I don't have children. I don't have children because of what I'm doing. I cannot have children. So I've said that I will not have children. So I saw little, little uh, Ghanaian children. She said, oh, these are all my children. Oh, yeah. If you don't have faith, if you don't have faith, you cannot do it. That's why people cannot be mixed. They don't believe. You must believe something before you do something like that. It's one of the people I respect highly. Highly. In fact, I hope one of these, I'll have a camp and invite him to come and speak. If you even come. 
Yeah. So I said, how, how much? How, when will you say the work is endless? I said that the roads, they go, they never end. And there are always people, people, people. I said there's no end to the roads. These roads, people, all the way, all the way, all the way, all every direction. When you drive and drive and drive and drive, you never reach the end. But if we have faith, then we can live in a village. You can make a loan for yourself. You can kill a snake. If it was some of you, say, I can't say, I can't say a snake. I would die. I don't have them. They don't want Ah, look at it. Ah, look at it. That's Bishop stay with snakes. That's Bishop stay with snakes. That's Bishop stay with snakes. Why don't you think that Bishop will be here? Why doesn't he come here? Why doesn't this Bishop? Look at this. He's in London. Tomorrow he's in Singapore. We are here in Denville. We are about to die. A snake is about to kill us. Ah, look. You don't have faith. You don't have faith. Sit down. Number four. Faith, co-conditional. Faith is so important because without it, you cannot please God. Hebrews 11.6, without faith it is impossible to please him. Wow. You cannot be a missionary. You cannot please God on the missionary field if you don't have faith. You may have money, but you don't have faith. You may have a car, but you don't have faith. You may love your wife, but you don't have faith. You must have faith to be a missionary. Then you please God. That is why it doesn't really matter that your mission succeeded or it didn't succeed. But that you had faith and that you went and that you believe in God, you believe in the man of God and you believe that he's sending you that's what makes God like you because I tell you, all of us are inherently dirty and sinful how many preachers I want, I want, I want people, if you are not a pastor close your eyes, I'm going to ask the pastor sister. close your eyes, but you can look through slightly <laughs> pastors how many of you have preached before and you know as you are preaching that you feel sinful. And no, shh. No. Congregation, close your eyes. You can look just too small. Pretend to look away. <laughs> Pastors, raise your hand if you are. Uh, okay, put your hand quickly before they open their eyes. Which aspect of you is going to make please God? Which aspect? Your holiness? Your righteousness? Eh, but I have not fornicated before. Oh. Oh. Pastors. The rest of you close your eyes. Pastors. How many of you have seen pornography before? I mean, as pastors, as pastors, as pastors. You've seen it. You, you saw it. You saw. Yeah. Yeah. It was on the channel. Oh, no, you didn't change the channel. Raise your hand. Uh, congregation, I told you to close your eyes. Pastors, go and make sure they've closed their eyes before you confess your sins. on the thing and you saw it and you watched it and you couldn't find the remote to change it raise up your hand raise up your hand uh, congregation what are you what are you doing hey, bow down your head bow down your head bow down your head small boys and girls grown-ups are confessing their sins <laughs> Us. 
What can you do? What can you do in this world and in this life that will impress God? Okay, close your eyes, the congregation. Pastors, which of you have have quarreled with your wife before coming to church? Before. Ah, congregation, close your eyes. You quarreled and you came to preach. Raise your hand. Okay, put down your hand. You can open your eyes. And you came to preach about love. One day, a certain pastor came to church and he was preaching then. Uh, a certain pastor came to church and then it was time for him to preach. So he came on stage with his Bible and then he took his Bible and opened his Bible. Then he looked up and he saw his wife sitting on the front row, smiling. I mean, not smiling, but sitting there like an angel then something came over him and he said ah, ah. he told get up get up go to the back you are sitting here like an angel when you are in the house in the house you are quarreling doing all over the go to the back go to the back and he sent her to the back of the church hey! His own wife. You are sitting here looking like an angel. Angelically sitting there, smiling. You've made your face, your hair, your this matching shoes, matching back, whatever. Sitting like, like some correcto perfecto. Not knowing that. When your face comes, you are peppered your husband in the house. To the back. And after that, he preached. But I don't know whether his marriage continued after that Sunday. (laughs) No, no, it's a true story. To the back. So, yeah, as if you have not done that, you are sitting like an angel. Angel. That's joking. To the back. But you are still a pastor. And you are preaching. Yeah. How many pastors have not divorced? I can mention big, big, big names that you know. All of them are divorced. Under some of them, the divorce happened so long ago that you don't know that this is the second marriage. That you are buying their books, reading them, watching them on television. They are all second marriages. Some of them, third. Look, the Levite had more offerings than others. A Levite, a priest, he had sin offering, guilt offering, peace offering, burnt offering. He only for that. I mean, and every time, offer for yourself. Offer for yourself. There is nothing righteous about a priest or a pastor. I'm telling you, and that's why I keep encouraging people to be pastors, because I know I, I am one myself. There's nothing special. We are just ordinary strugglers. All our lives, our marriages, our home, everything is just the same as yours. Slight variations here and there. I mean, you may marry somebody who cannot make corn beef stew, or you may marry somebody who can, I mean, maybe royal corn beef or something. Just an occasional. Or who can make but will not make it. Only when visitors come. And you see them coming with new forks and, and plates. Will you have rice? Will you eat? Will you eat potatoes? Will you have orange juice? Okay. And then they will ask you, honey, honey, would you want, would you like some? When I'm in the house with you, do you call me honey? Okay, come back to the front now. This message continues on the next track. 
keep listening